0: Listeners, I have a quick, well, prologue to this episode because there are two teachable moments. For the sake of full disclosure and teaching these teachable moments, I'm going to tell you about them real quick. Number one, Will sounds different. You'll notice Will sounds not so high quality, and that's because something somewhere happened. Now, we don't know what. We want to blame Discord because Discord can go fuck itself, but something happened to cause... Will to record a sound test before talking to me, and the sound test was great, and then Will started recording while talking to me on a chat program, and audition shows Will's onboard laptop mic. That's why Will sounds different. It's not the highest quality thing, so that's that's what's happening there. Number two, you may have heard me mention last episode, I've been struggling with the fact that something somewhere has been changing the sensitivity of my mic on the fly. Halfway through this episode you'll notice my voice becomes butter smooth and everything's fine. It's because of the following. If you use a chat program while recording, make sure to go into the settings and disable anything that is a checkbox that says use automatic voice detection or use automatic leveling. Skype and Discord were set to do that, so no matter which program I was using, it was automatically going into Windows and changing the sensitivity of my mic on the fly. Which meant sometimes, if I leaned back from the mic and got a little, tried to get a little bit quieter, things would get super sensitive, and the, the gain hiss would be real bad, and sometimes it would think, because I wasn't speaking, it wasn't sensitive enough, and would go way too far and then I would say something at this normal conversational volume and it would max out the recording and sound like crap. So, number one, make sure you're actually recording your mic. Number two, make sure you don't have automatic voice detection anything on because that will change your settings and it will sound like crap. So, on with the show. your turn
1: (laughs) oh fuck it is um okay
0: (laughs) you sound so excited to see everybody ah fuck yeah
1: i'm so bad at introductions
0: (laughs) welcome to this fucking thing we do
1: (laughs) ah guess we're here again fuck
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so it's it's tuned in dialed up we're talking about podcasts we (laughs) We start off talking about our shining moment of the last two weeks since we've been on air. And Will, I think you have a fun one today.
1: Yes, I do have an exciting shining moment for this week. All right. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about how uh, Justin and Griffin McElroy got to quit their jobs at Polygon. Woo! Um, Yeah, it's really exciting. So... Thanks to um, their revenue via Max MaxFun and their myriad podcasts over there, mm-hmm. Justin and Griffin got to leave basically their, um, their day jobs and just focus on podcasting. Both of them had really sweet, really cute letters that they posted on Polygon. The post itself was called It's a Departure, which yeah. is um, a reference to their theme song on My Brother, My Brother and Me.
0: That was adorable.
1: It was really cute. And I just, they do so much work and they've done so much work for so long. And they did a lot of work at Polygon too. I, I can't imagine balancing all of that. And it's just, it's always really nice and really exciting seeing podcasters get to make this their full-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those, like any kind of success like that in this industry is in my eye success for everyone in this industry you know it's it's another step forward it's another big landmark and i'm just really happy for them i think it's really great that they that they get to just focus on this and make this a career i think it's yeah heartwarming it's it's
0: great for them to follow uh because uh what was it the last episode of the second last episode of amnesty they mentioned that max fun has allowed their dad clint to stop working at a uh, yeah, local radio he station got to
2: retire yeah
0: he did and I, I, they act like that's it's been a minute since that happened but yeah they and they said it in such i think it was justin because justin's like still living in huntington and i think it's more of a personal yes. thing for him he mentioned that yeah so my dad doesn't have to get up at 3 a.m to go to a radio job he hey <laughs>
1: yeah it sounds yeah. like that
0: was a that was a bone of contention for a while
1: And, of course, they also made the jokes. He's just so old. He can't press any of the (laughs) dials anymore. He's too old. Um,
0: It is I, editing Gavin from the future. This is the moment where we stopped recording and switched from Discord to Skype because Discord was doing me a frustrate. So we pick up with me having told Will she's muted on Skype and that's why I can't hear her.
1: Did you know that the red button means don't pick up?
0: (laughs) Did you know the red button means don't?
1: As it turns out, you know, science has told me that the red button means no thank you.
0: Hello. (laughs) Welcome to Tech 101. You were just making fun of a McElroy for not being able to handle technology. (laughs) So I want to point out that... me.
2: I'm too old.
0: (laughs) They came for me. (laughs) All right. So, we were talking about shining weeks over on Discord and then things sucked on Discord, so we're here on Microsoft Skype.
1: Ooh, fancy. Gavin, what's your shining moment of the week? I'm
0: in a weird I'm in a weird position this time cuz my shining moment is also one of the podcasts I'm recommending. <laughs>
1: okay. I'm excited for that.
0: So, I I will go in more detail later, but long story short, my shining moment of the last 2 weeks has been it was the day after I posted my review for Gimlet's podcast, The Habitat. I yeah. I won't go into any the sauce length rants about it, but suffice. <laughs> we
1: could, though. I, my God, I, God, we could.
0: Oh, boy. I could run a podcast about how bad ha- it would have more content than The Habitat has. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, real quick. Yes. Oh, did you not listen to Sandra? Not yet. Oh, you don't <laughs> You don't have to. You don't have to. I was going to ask you which one you hated more.
0: Um, you know what? When you when you stick Kristen Wiig on the the art for your your podcast that's an audio drama, I suddenly don't give a shit. <laughs>
1: I like Kristen Wiig. No,
0: I'm totally I think- fine. It could say Paul fucking Rudd, who cares? It's the fact that the uh, there's a celebrity name on that yeah. art which means they want yeah. you to use that as why listen
1: to it yeah yeah
0: so anyway yeah uh,
1: don't don't listen just take take care of yourself hey
0: guess what those three podcasts gimlet shout out at the same time (laughs) turns out you know i actually is
1: surprisingly is
0: the football one okay
1: i don't hate it I mean, um i am not a sports person at all i really love friday night lights yeah that's like as close as i get <laughs> watched a lot of quidditch matches in college which is a for real thing i did yeah our, our university has a very very well renowned quidditch league anyway moral is we came to win isn't isn't too bad yeah yeah um but well, what's your
3: shining moment
0: my, my shining moment is after the habitat review because like that that fucking podcast, it, I basically wrote the review as a public service announcement because guess what? When a podcast comes out, everyone involved is going to share positive reviews and the sun shines out of their asses.
3: Mm-hmm. So
0: I wanted to at least be one person who's like, hey, listen, here are some objectively not cool things about this podcast and some subjectively not cool. So basically, I, I got to tamp down my childlike wonder about space exploration and NASA for a while. And that wasn't fun. So I asked on Twitter, hey, can anyone suggest some stuff that's, like, good? And uh, I got two recommendations for a show called Hostile Worlds, which, when we get to the podcast Ooh. recommendation section, it's basically like watching Cosmos for the first time, but not being having to be stoned or liking Neil deGrasse Tyson as a person. It's just like,
2: whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold <laughs> up. Are
1: have you have you watched the Carl Sagan version? Yeah, I did like, like as a oh, kid, thank yeah, God. I, and I loved it. Oh God, I thought I thought you had only experienced the Neil deGrasse Tyson no, that, version. No,
0: that's what the Stoner jokes for, because like the the, oh. Car, the Carl Sagan version of of Cosmos is great, but Stoner culture so has good. adopted it to the point where like it's assumed you're smoking up if you're watching Cosmos. <laughs>
2: Oh, that's kind of cute. I had no idea. Yeah, Um, (laughs) I just like it because I'm a nerd. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I do, too. Well, the other thing is Cosmos is very, like, entry-level stuff, and that's something I'll mention with Hostile Worlds when we get to, like, the meat and potatoes of it, but uh, it is this audio drama slash nonfiction podcast at the same time, kind of in the same way Cosmos talks about nonfiction things using a fictional framework. Yeah. And it's just, it's really fun. And it doesn't cover, like, and then there was the Big Bang, like, really (laughs) entry-level stuff, because, gah, I am tired of entry-level science, as if it's like, this is the coolest thing in the world. I get it. Not a lot of people who watch Fox are into, you know, science, but... (laughs) Yeah. eh. So, yeah, that was my shining moment, was getting all of that, just everything cool about space and, like, NASA flooded back listening to the show.
3: (laughs) Nice.
1: Gavin, I also, um, I fucked up. Oh, did you? Yeah. My, the shining moment that I said was, um, was good.
0: Yeah, but you got it a better was one. fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I did. Gavin, I listened to Steal the Stars. Ooh.
0: Oh, yeah. I've been seeing you talk about this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So, background.
0: <laughs> background.
1: When Steal the Stars came out, I tried it and i didn't like it um i just it just didn't mesh with me um i I couldn't get past the premise um i liked everything else about it i thought the acting was great thought like the the dialogue was great Thought the sound design was great couldn't get past the premise Mm -hmm. kept hearing about it at podcon still didn't listen to it then recently i'd heard more and more about it um, I had grown to really respect Mac Rogers uh, via Twitter, which we talked about, I think, last week. Um, and it just, I just felt like I needed to give it another chance. So I powered through the first few episodes, and it turns out I'm an idiot. I was so wrong. <laughs> it's fucking incredible. It's so good. I know I'm a thousand years late, but it's so fucking good.
0: What is Steal the Stars for anyone who hasn't heard?
1: Okay, so Steal the Stars, sorry. <laughs> I just assume because I'm so late that I'm <laughs> the only one who hasn't listened to it. No one only likes to be 2000 2000- and late. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, Steal the Stars is a fiction podcast through Tor Media. It has an accompanying book. It was written by Mac Rogers, who did The Message and Life After. It is about. Oh, see, that's the thing, is that like every pitch for it makes it not sound as good as it is.
3: Yeah.
1: But it is about a. Corporation that has a very secret alien, Mm -hmm. and they're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with the alien, and it's so dangerous that everybody who works there cannot have any form of intimacy intimacy with each other. Oh yeah, and they all live there together.
3: Okay, um,
1: and and they live there and work there for like years and years and years, and pretty immediately in the first episode, the protagonist Dak um she's like showing the ropes to this new recruit and it's basically her saying oh no he's hot and mm-hmm. then it unfolds from there okay. but it's really phenomenal and it's it's about um so much more than the relationship mm-hmm. it's about it's about love but in very 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 like many ways and in different ways and it's it's strange and it's suspenseful And it becomes this crazy, like, heist plot that's really action-packed and done super well. I loved it. I fucking loved it.
0: Great to hear. Yeah. So, Will, we we encountered a little technical problems on my end earlier when Discord was making you sound like a robot. Yep. So, I feel like that might be a good segue into our news segment that we didn't think of.
1: Oh, yes.
0: So Will and I got a DM the other day from the lovely Michelle Booze on Twitter suggesting a segment called Worst Moments in Podcasting. Basically, this is going to be a segment where Will and I take your stories as a podcaster, uh, if people who work in the field, talking about a moment that went like way wrong and then how they fixed it just to kind of you know one for tips and two for camaraderie and yeah life sucks sometimes first up we got a our very first re- uh submission was from the wonderful sean howard over at uh yes al salix and all the all the things in that milieu so shall we shall we look at what they have to say will
1: yes please all
0: right let's see what let's see how my uh, not never mind i was gonna do a joke about coughing and saying i've got a really good sean howard impersonation and playing the clip
4: let's just play <laughs> the clip uh, so hi to will and gavin of tuned in dialed up super excited to be sh- telling and sharing this story with you guys so this began how many years ago are you we going to introduce ourselves or yeah why don't we, we do that yeah i'm sean i'm eli And we create a show called Albus Salix, Royal Physician, and The Axe and Crown. I'm pointing at Eli. He's like, what? I'm like, just name a show. And The End of Time and Other Bothers are some of our shows. But uh, about four, How how long ago? How many years ago was my podcast, which I now can't remember the name of taking the which, which attention surplus? No, taking Oh, was it attention surplus? It was attention surplus cuz okay. it was Douglas, right? So this was like this was like many podcasts ago. We I About had 8 years ago, I think. 8 years ago? Okay. So I had a podcast called Attention Surplus. It was me and a friend, Eric Portalance, and we were just interviewing people that were doing interesting things in the world. And there weren't that very many episodes, but one of the episodes we invited this professor who I had met, who was a, who was just this he was this really cool guy with a lot of energy and crazy ideas and always going off on tangents. And I was like, this guy's just so cool. And I invited him, but he was a professor and he's coming into my house. So I prepared a platter of crackers and cheese, cheeses all cut up. And
0: Sean is always great about catering our, our sessions and feeding our, our actors or guests and making them feel at home.
4: The mistake was that we used to record this in our living room. So Eli would be on the sofa on the board and we'd have three mics set up and we are just sitting in chairs. And I put the crackers and the cheese out on the table, like a little low table between us. They were very good crackers and very excellent cheeses. And so then we started the interview <laughs> and our guest began to... Dive into, and I, I didn't even think about it. Like I—I guess in my head I thought they'd be for after, but we're talking to him, and he starts just making this sandwich of like a cracker with a bunch of cheese and another cracker and a bunch of cheese, and he, and I'm asking this long question, and then right as I finish my question, he puts it in his mouth and starts to just wow, so it's a really, and it was—I think it was four, no, it was an hour and a half interview of basically this gentleman smacking his lips and eating this massive pile of cheese and crackers while we interviewed him. This is
0: is before I really realized how gross that is or what to listen for. It was pretty early on in our run.
4: And so Eli took that hour and 40 minutes of smacking cracker eating and then at some point I joined in and I was like treating crackers and like hey Douglas so what do you think about and uh and he somehow turned it into like a 15 minute interview uh by cutting out a lot of the worst questions with the worst crackers I guess at one point we got tired of eating crackers <laughs> it, it made for a good outtake though Oh, did we have a good outtake yeah, on it? Yeah,
0: You were you were herding cats, trying to get everybody to behave themselves and stop eating for like <laughs> ten minutes, please, uh, anybody.
4: So that's our story. Uh, never feed uh, your cast while they're recording. Uh, we have learned that. I feed them between when they're on mic. Uh, they, I do. I no longer feed our cast uh, when they are on mic. <laughs> So there you go, Will and Gavin. We love your show so much. Uh, that's our story. I'm sure we have others. And we'll share them. I'm trying to get all these nuts out of my mouth, which is sort of pertinent to the story we're about to tell. So we
0: didn't just pause for two seconds and pretend we listened to it. Uh, no, but really, thanks for sending that in, both of you. This That is just probably the best piece of audio that will be <laughs> In this episode, uh,
1: yeah, I love it. I love it. The fact, very, the very, fact very that much. there is an
0: outtake in a <laughs> in a four minute piece of audio.
1: Oh, they're perfect. If that they're says perfect.
0: anything about the production team behind basically anything they touch, that they included an yeah. outtake in a four minute clip for another podcast. <laughs> <sighs>
1: yeah, please listen to Alba Salix and also The End of Time and Other Bothers. They're both very great shows. Mm-hmm. So but let's discuss
0: this. Let's discuss this. Cheese and crackers, yo. <laughs> I gotta tell you, it's hitting me hard because there's a block of Havarti in the fridge right now that I've been meaning to, meaning to go fuck up, and I haven't yet. <laughs> now I'm thinking about it. I've been I've been annoying my girlfriend for several days, mentioning how we need to have a quote Havarti party, and I get lots of looks about that. <laughs> God. So yeah, um, food, drink. These are things that. I didn't really think about the beginning of podcasting, but woo, do they affect everything. Um, oh, you, yeah. College radio stations are a great way to tune into this if you have a college radio station within, like, distance of you to listen in your car. Because you will every now and then get a DJ who's just woken up and... <laughs> like, every sound they make. Yeah. It's not the worst thing in the world, but there are people that mouth sounds you know chewing um wet
3: <laughs> yeah head,
0: head noises I,
1: I am one of those people um
0: and some I, I it's to the point where i try to like signpost it or like straight up warn people hey this is gonna happen
1: one of my podcast problem posts actually is called it's literally called terrible mouth noises <laughs> and it, it goes over like um popping plosives which is when you're your peas do the like the really harsh up on the mic noise or when your um sonorants are like really hissy but it also talks about um and this is something that my voice does sometimes so i get really self-conscious about it and it might actually be doing it right now i kind of can't tell Mm -hmm. but if your mouth is too dry sometimes
0: tacky you're
1: yeah you'll have like that kind of clicky it's usually like the back voice.
0: of your mouth sticking, coming apart and sticking it together as you talk.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Get your actors some water. <laughs> yeah.
0: If if it's your actors, try to at like like Sean said, don't feed them right before or during. Yeah. Uh, feed them in the middle or feed them after. Like for that's probably the best. Especially if it's like pizza or something like that. That's it. Yeah. That's not gonna work. And stay away from soda carbonated stay away from carbonated sugary stuff can really mess up an actor's pipes or if you're just some dudes talking about movies like if you want your audio to sound decent stay away from carbonated things or at least know how to edit around the 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 burping and farting that's probably going to happen anyway
1: uh yeah so (laughs) a funny thing i was recently re-listening to um the you know here there be gerblins
0: Mm -hmm. arc of the adventure zone bad
2: (laughs) Oh, it bad. It rough. It bad. The
0: fact that the Adventure I, Zone is this, like, <laughs> megalith of podcasting right now is insane.
1: I know. I know. Trust me. I've listened to it several times recently, and I I really, like, that arc, I can't get over how bad it is. But, like, one of the things that stuck out to me so much is that in episode, like, three or four, you can hear one of them open up a can of soda. Yeah. why didn't they edit it out like i'm so i'm so angry about it at that point they've done years and years and years of my bam why didn't they
0: i haven't <sighs> have a defense for that
1: go ahead
0: griffin's editing right yeah griffin's doing the bim bam the adventure zone which was just a stupid side thing they were doing all the polygon stuff um, as someone who get who gets busy while editing. I can, I can confess to sometimes you're just like, fuck it. It's Gavin, part- you
1: shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. That sounds really distracting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sometimes you're just like, fuck it. It's part of our jam. And the idea that they are just dicking around opening sodas in the background.
1: Okay. Fair. But also it pissed me off. <laughs> no, I,
0: you're totally right too. Especially with what the, the adventure zone is now. Where they're yelling yeah. at Justin for rolling actual dice.
1: Yeah, oh my god. There's... Oh god, there's so much dice. Okay, I'm not going to go off on a rant about the Adventure Zone right now.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll do a yeah. special um, Adventure Zone episode. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, make sure... If your actors are drinking anything, make sure that it's, like, water. Mm-hmm. Um, and then make sure that if they're eating anything, like, probably a good while beforehand or maybe after these things are going to come across in the mic. They absolutely will.
0: Uh, one more quick tip I want to give is keep in mind what they fidget with and try to limit that. Cause like right now, right now there's a pale or a pair of toenail clippers by my mic right now. And I just want to hold them and do this a lot. And I have to like physically stop myself.
1: Yeah. I, I fidget with, um, One of my earbud, like the little silicone Mm -hmm. go inside of ear thing, you know, (laughs) but I do that because it's totally silent. It's just some rubber.
0: All right. So that was our thank you once again to uh, Sean Howard and uh, Eli for sending that in. That was fantastic. We uh, we got a second submission and this one's a little more cloak and dagger. Yes. Do, do you want to give the background of this one, or shall I?
1: Um, well, yeah, you go ahead and give the background, because I know that you received okay. the info about it.
0: So we have a submission form, which I will post around when this episode comes up again, where mm-hmm. one can submit their podcast. You know, the worst moment in podcasting and how they overcame it. We got one where there really isn't a resolution, but it's about something so... It's about something that has a lot of meat on the topic, so it's going to actually and become... And I think it's
1: also really pervasive as yeah. well, unfortunately. It, it's something
0: that's... Ha- I, I've seen it happen in other things, too. So what I have done is I have gone out and found a wonderful <laughs> pro bono voice actor.
1: Yeah, the the incredible, illustrious...
0: The imitable... Um,
1: <laughs> yes, the podcast Georg, as I call her, uh, <laughs> Julia Shafini. Who is, you might recognize her from Spirits, or What's the Frequency, or she (laughs) did a role on Join the Party, or she's on Tides. Um, She's in everything.
0: I have something to share with you real quick, Will, that you don't know about. (gasps) What? I I asked her for her if she wanted to send me her socials, and she said Will knows them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's so true, I do. Um... Yeah, <laughs> and you can let me actually. I want to make sure I'm getting them right. And yeah, you can find her at like at Julia Shafini. That's S H. Nope. S C H
0: S C H I F I N I.
1: Yes, I know how to spell her name. My brain just didn't connect with my mouth. No, I got gotcha. you. Um. Yes, Julia Shafini on Twitter. Um. She's wonderful and great.
0: And um, we. Uh, I slightly rewrote, just rephrased some things to make it flow better as a dramatic reading. Uh, We took the anonymous submission, rewrote it a little bit, same message is still there, and then had Julia do this.
2: I'm working as an editor on a podcast. I I was originally brought in just to touch up editing work and such of the like, but after I started, the lead editor dropped an unexpected announcement. Just as we were getting lines back from the actors, our lead editor says they cannot lead the project anymore. They can only provide sound effects if we needed any. So I got pushed to lead editor. I've started attempting to learn a whole new DAW, digital audio workstation, to fit with the other editors' methods, which they provided no help in figuring out. While dealing with another editor's rather condescending comments, the most problematic of these comments being, why did we hire this non-cis actor for this nonsense part when plenty of cis guys auditioned? This made the actor in question worry they'd only gotten the part because they weren't cis and not because they're good. They're amazing chef's kiss performance. I haven't overcome this podcast disaster. Just yet, but boy, howdy, am I trying my best to.
0: And that's that's the story. So, Will. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay, so this one's rough.
0: This one's rough. Um, this, is not a, this is not a fun, happy topic, but it is an important topic.
1: Yeah. So, I actually recently sat down and talked with um, James Oliva, who's also um, from What's the Frequency. He's their creator over there. Um, and we talked a little bit about how... When it comes to audio dramas, a lot of the people who work on them, they don't tend to come from a an acting or a directing or an editing background. They yeah. tend to come from a writing background, like writing fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am of the belief that writers are very good at being writers, sometimes not great at being maybe...
0: Directors.
1: Or directors, Right. So I've seen this a few times where, you know, a a writer takes over a project because they have this work that they want to get out into the world. They make an audio drama, and because it's their work, they know how they want it to sound. Yep. So because of that, they wind up directing. Um, But I think that that, if, if you don't... It takes a really specific kind of person to direct,
0: yeah, because you, you you know, you have to not be worried about sounding bossy.
1: Yeah, but then you also have to worry about getting what you need. Yes, you know. Um, and I think that the same happens uh, for for editing teams because I it's an editing team that was in this piece, correct? Yes. Yeah. so when it comes to leading a team like that, you need the right people. And sometimes the right people aren't just the people who are, are good at editing or mm-hmm. good at writing or good at directing. You need somebody who's going to take over, be a lead, and make sure that your team is cohesive. I would really love to see more showrunners who aren't necessarily the writers. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe more directors who are directing in a, a, a grander sense, who are directing team cohesion, who yeah. are working as kind of a project manager.
0: Because you'll notice if you listen to any, um, I guess NPR really is the only thing to go to, but any air quotes, professional grade audio, you're going to hear the credits and the producer is not the host. Never right. is. Because you need someone who's going to work that role. Because not only do you have to be, as you said, like working to get this one vision done, you also have to be making all the different cogs in the machine run together because if you don't everyone's just gonna kind of go off and do their own thing and then you've got this mess near the end
1: yeah and i think i think when it comes to non-fictions especially like conversational podcasts i think that it's a little bit easier to get away with this you know like um one person i'm endlessly impressed by and it might come as i guess kind of a surprise if if you listen just for fun but Mike Schubert over at Potterless does an amazing job with this. He does oh, yeah. everything for that show. He produces, he edits everything. His edits are flawless. They are so seamless. Um, he's always on his a game and he is directing himself and he's not, I mean like, so he's very naturally funny and he's very naturally charismatic that comes through, but you can tell he's also very aware of who he is on the mic. And he knows how to kind of direct himself to sound both authentic and engaging without ever being too hammy or, you know, too lax. Yeah. He, he knows how to balance that really well. But I think that's extremely rare. And I think it's even rarer when you have actors.
0: Mm-hmm. And, I, yeah, it's it's got to be a rough project to keep that all all those plates spinning and actually produce... The thing that needs to be produced, yeah. I don't really have a I don't really have a podcast thing to relate this to because like I haven't worked on many multiple people things, but right. some a huge like atomic bomb of horrible scheduling created this air quotes video game that came out a few weeks ago called Hunt uh, Hunt the Freeman Hunt down the Freeman something like that. It's a mod of Half Life Two. That the shtick is they got a bunch of really popular YouTubers like Keemstar has a line in it. They got I Hate Everything and PyroCynical. They just basically went to every YouTuber who is known for being active. yeah. They got all
1: the YouTube mean boys.
0: I mean, I Hate Everything's pretty cool. <laughs>
1: I haven't seen him, but the, but the rest of no they're
0: Keem, No, Yeah, yeah they're, Keemstar is pretty bad. And he plays the president, by the way. Uh, uh,
1: well, but, I mean. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so the, the, <laughs> the basic idea is they wanted to make a mod that tells this story, and they'll get a bunch of YouTubers to... They'll pay a bunch of YouTubers to do bit parts, but, like, I hate everything... He is a British YouTuber with a thick British accent and they cast him to play an Asian American soldier and even when he brought Whoa. it up after finding out he was playing an Asian American soldier they were like oh, fuck it." Uh. He recorded he recorded half of his lines in an American accent and half of his lines in a British accent and they used both takes because oh, no. no Yeah, no. This this project is legendarily bad. It uh it oh, has been God. basically the only reason most people know about it is because the YouTubers who were involved made a video going, "Hey, so I worked on a stupid project and it turned out to be a stupid popular because everyone's making fun <laughs> of it right now." And B, oh, <laughs> so but, yeah, like there was yeah. no there was no cohesive leadership in making this video game. So now you have something that has all these famous people involved, but is also objectively garbage. There's actually one mission you can't beat without cheating. So to to communicate that back to a podcast perspective, if you don't keep everything rolling together, you're going to find, oh, wait, sound effects person quit. No one told me.
1: (laughs) Right. Now we
0: have to do this whole scene using free sound stuff, even though we were like, we're going to do our own sound effects. Like, you got to keep that stuff in order.
1: Yeah, I also. So this isn't really my place to talk about um, being a cis girl, but. I think it's really important to we, talk yeah, about that comment.
0: We got to talk, because um, that's the thing. That's the one thing that really grabs me there.
1: Yeah. And it's, I think that we're very, um, <laughs> how to even say, like, we're very pri- privileged, not in, like, the the way that that term is used often. Yeah, but yeah. We're very privileged to be in a community of, of such a... Of such actual diversity. Yeah. You know, Um, I think that we take it for granted sometimes.
3: Especially on Twitter. Let's talk about Steal
1: the Stars, actually. Yeah. um, So one of the reasons I couldn't get into Steal the Stars initially was because it centered on what felt at the time, which I I don't feel this way now for a lot of reasons that are are plot reasons. It's not Mm -hmm. just, oh, I, I like this and therefore I don't feel this way. There's actually plot reasons. It focused on what felt at the time as an incredibly straight romance, um, which it is, written from an incredibly, you know, l- limited perspective, um, which I was shocked by because The Message by Mac Rogers, the same writer, is the first podcast I ever heard with a character who uses they, them pronouns. So I was oh, really yeah. taken aback. And I think one of the reasons that it bothered me so much in Steal the Stars was because I am so used to representation in audio dramas yeah and you know i make jokes a lot especially on twitter where i talk about how all podcasters are gay which i by the way i can say i'm not i'm not a straight person like, yeah i'm not i'm not making gay jokes from a malicious standpoint i'm making gay jokes from a standpoint of oh my people <laughs>
0: you are you are not um, coming from a youtuber perspective on this
1: <laughs> right right but i i think it's important to remember and acknowledge that that's not always the case. And one time I made one of those polls where it was like, what's the most unifying thing about podcasters? And it was a whole bunch of jokey things. And one of them was just a bunch of rainbow flags. And Misha Stanton, who um, uh, the you know, legendary audio drama wizard, they commented saying, I wish I could choose those rainbow flags, but there are so many cishet creators out there who are still looking at podcasts with diversity and saying, oh, they're only famous because of their representation and not because they're good. And like, you know, punching down a lot. And I think we like to talk about how great it is that the audio drama world is so diverse because it is great. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the most beautiful things about the medium, but acknowledging that that other side still exists is unfortunately really important. And I think it's something that we have to understand is part of the culture mm-hmm. so that we can make sure that we're not getting such harmful and gross messages.
0: So I guess the one thing to really talk about here is how do you, cause I feel like the one thing stopping one or a person from saying, Hey, I work on this podcast that everybody likes, but it turns out there's some shady shit going on about you know, regarding hiring practices and air yeah. uh, quote tokenism or like there's a shitty yeah. cishat person who believes it's just we're hiring token actors. How do you go out about that without being, because I feel like the one thing that would terrify someone is if I say, Hey, this show has some stuff that we need to talk about. They are going to get blacklisted from anything else they want to work on. Right. Because the only reason we know about this is we provided an anonymous way for people to say, hey, <laughs> this is a thing. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I mean, this is this is tricky. Yeah, so it is. I'm going to come at it. I, I don't want to come at it from a perspective of, you know, what can we say to somebody who is making transphobic comments? Because I don't think I'm an authority on that. Yeah. Um, instead. Um, I would like to maybe recontextualize in a way that I feel more comfortable with and say if I were working on a podcast and someone said something really biphobic because Lord knows that still happened. And as a bi person, I, you know, I hear shit like that all the time. If that were to happen, um, I think that there is, you know, God, this is going to... This is going to be a really intense conversation, Kevin. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's nothing fun about this, sadly.
1: Yeah. Um. And I. yeah, I, I guess this is going to... Yeah. Okay. I can also only speak from, you know, my ideologies here and, and my beliefs. There's two schools of thought. One is that we should... Like, that, that person has the tools Yeah. to become enlightened. Like, they have the tools to become an accepting person. And there's one school of thought where, you know, it says, hey, this person sucks and we shouldn't work with them. And I feel that, you know, I feel that there are people in the audio drama world who have said really nasty things to me Mm -hmm. um, who I wouldn't work with. And I think that they suck, you know, but then there's another school of thought that says that if it seems like it's coming from a place of genuine ignorance, which. When it comes to bi issues, and I would say a lot of issues that are kind of uh, uh, erased more often, like if we're talking about maybe ace issues, aromantic issues, etc., a lot of the time that does come from ignorance. And so there's also the perspective of wanting to help educate. Um, I think that walking these lines is really, really difficult. I don't know if I necessarily have the best way around it. I will say that... usually i tend to go with the latter even when it sucks really bad and is really upsetting and really hurtful um i try to give the person a chance i try to explain where i'm coming from and and why i'm hurt and why i'm not okay with that and then from there assess i think trying to find the level at which you start telling people, hey, this this person's not a good person and you probably shouldn't work with them. I think that that's yeah. really, really, really tricky. It um, is. And I, d- I don't know if I have a, a good solution, really, at the end of the day.
0: It's tricky enough to the point where we rewrote the thing and had someone else read it for us <laughs> just to make yeah. sure we separate, like, keep that person as anonymous as possible. Of course. Really, all I can think of is just to say this is probably going to be this can serve as the seed to generate a discussion uh, after this episode comes out. We can start talking about it in a thread on yes, Twitter somewhere. Please.
1: I'd love to open up conversation with people who, you know, who have different opinions from me, especially, because um, I yeah. know that there's a lot out there and I have a very limited perspective on this. Clearly, um, <laughs> I'd a, love to a, hear what other.
0: As a straight white cishet guy, like. <laughs> No, I I'm totally coming from a place of privilege because like I just told Gimlet right. to go fuck themselves about three days ago. <laughs> like right. I just I just told a big player in the podcaster in podcasting industry, you put out a bad product and you should yeah. feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't go that man, but still, I I come I I do not have much of a perspective on this besides being very frustrated that it's a thing. It, this has to be a conversation that has to be had. It it is yeah. shitty.
1: And and going back to this specific situation, yeah, I think that were there somebody who was a traditional showrunner, and th- you know there might be. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that it was described in the. It wasn't in the clip. Um, we only heard
0: about the editor side of it,
1: right? So, were there a showrunner? If there's not, um, I think bringing this up to a showrunner, the show, the showrunner at this point, if all of these things have been happening, should the very least have a long a long word with you know with this person and i don't know these all the compounded issues seem like a pretty fireable offense to me yeah which sucks that really sucks and i hope that this person i hope things have gotten better for this person i hope that um That they're you know learning a lot about editing i hope that they're in a more healthy environment i hope that there's been something done Mm -hmm. but i think this just really goes to show that if you're going to work on a creative project you you need someone who's going to to run it you need somebody who's going to make sure that it's operating
0: all right well uh i guess the way to end this out is to say uh if you don't follow us on social media at tuned in dialed up is where there will be probably one or two tweets in which we're soliciting people to talk about this, and uh, yeah, that's basically where we can go from there. Yeah. Also, thank you immensely to both Julie and Sean. Yes,
1: like, yes, and Eli as well.
0: And Eli, like this, this episode is just—I think <laughs> so good. I, I need to apologize to Eli because I have like in my head, I have started like. Ely is Ellie because because of Ellie. <laughs> so whenever so whenever I see an actual Eli out in the world, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now to lighten the mood a little bit. Uh, yeah. Well, we got podcasts to recommend.
3: We do. We I've do. I've got
0: two. You know about one of them, but I got two. What? Why don't we start off with you?
1: Yeah. Okay. So I want to recommend one that you may have heard, and I want to recommend it for such exciting reason Ooh. um have you ever heard the classic audio drama EOS 10 no okay it's great okay so <laughs> imagine <laughs> it's great it's great imagine scrubs um but like in a good way <laughs> yeah I think I, I think I'm in the minority about not liking scrubs but so scrubs plus Futurama plus Firefly plus um like real classic original Star trek Mm-hmm. so it is a comedy slash drama set in space. <laughs> It follows a doctor and his mentor, who's a raging alcoholic. Because of course. Um, But, like, shockingly, the alcoholism isn't played for laughs.
0: Which is nice.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's actually done really, really respectfully. There is, like, a roguish renegade. There is an assistant who is... Bonkers, there's like all these alien races. It has a lot of the like classic sci-fi tropes, but it's super, super, super fun. It's hilarious. Um, there's like that sort of like I- imagine the banter in Firefly, but like classier. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like a little bit more polished. Um, the reason I'm recommending it to you today versus any earlier, is because EOS 10 has been on a hiatus for a while. The creator has, he went through a few things, and he moved, and there was, you know, it was, it was an ordeal. And for a while, I'll admit I, I had my worries, and I had my doubts, but it seems like 2018 is the year of some of my favorite podcasts returning from the dead like limetown and now eos 10 because apparently by the time this episode comes out the eos 10 season three kickstarter will be live and i'm going to fucking die
3: i'm (laughs) so
1: excited and i think it is doofy and zany while also being substantial enough to um to be really up your alley i think that you'd really enjoy it awesome Gavin, what's your first recommendation? My
0: first recommendation is to, I'm going to go a little bit more in detail about Hostile Worlds, or in yes. it, as it has a very Scottish host, Hostile Worlds. <laughs> Hello and welcome
2: to Hostile Worlds, the podcast that takes you to places you'd die to see
0: and places you'd die if you saw. You're aboard a ship called the Tardigrade. It's an all-purpose vehicle that can fly float, dive, and dig through any environment in the universe, no matter how hot or cold it might be. We're on our way to Titan, the biggest moon of Saturn, and the only cosmic body other than Earth that we know for certain has actual lakes and seas on its surface. I'm your host, Matthew McLean. The thing that really grabs me is the first three episodes, if I'm remembering correctly, it's three or four, the first three or four episodes focus on specifically the largest moon of Saturn, Titan. And the reason they focus on Titan is because the producer of the podcast slash the host uh, made a audio drama about a crew sent to Titan to explore its oceans because they were seeing all of these things coming back from the Cassini probe and all of the, and all of these artists' renditions of what Titan might actually look like. So just hearing someone who is super energetic and excited about Titan talk about this thing and then explaining all the minute details and, Hey, there are pictures of this. There are pictures of this. I was working and Out doing stuff and it killed me that i couldn't just go to a computer with a nice big screen and look at these images from nasa that i didn't even know existed i didn't know there was a probe on titan with good pictures yeah Uh, so we're talking about we're not talking about the apollo 14 and like there's no old hat stuff at the beginning we're talking about cool energetic niche kind of space exploration stuff and they do go into you know black holes what happened there's a whole episode on what happened if you were just in space without a suit what would happen to your body there's like 20 minutes on that and it's amazing so I, i i cannot recommend this this audio drama meets nonfiction more than i already have
1: yeah that sounds super up my alley oh my god very fun gavin do you ever get like super wine drunk and put on some classic Cosmos and uh, cry for like three hours.
0: Uh, if I got wine drunk, I probably would, yeah.
1: <laughs> Let me tell you, it's, it's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gavin, um, my second recommendation is actually a pretty big show. I don't know if you listened to it. All um, right. But I, I recommended it to somebody else this week. And it made me think of you. I would like to recommend Beautiful Stories from Anonymous People. How do I you u- listen
3: to it?
0: I used to, so I can actually oh, speak to okay. it a little bit, but it's been a while. Like I basically dropped out of everything here for a while, but yeah, that, uh, I, mean,
3: I know fair. the basics that's and
0: I've fair. heard some of the earlier episodes.
1: I think that because it's become more popular recently, um, they have like a Facebook group that has over 30,000 members right now. It's always like, it's one of the top charters. Like it's usually up there, um, for people who don't know. It is a podcast hosted by Chris Gethard, who is a comedian. You might have seen him in he was in an episode of Parks and Rec. He he was the um the men's rights activist. Um he is a sweet boy, I swear. Um he was also
0: on Oh go ahead. He was on New York <laughs> public access for years. Oh, was he? Yeah. Now they talk about that in early episodes. Like he did public access for ages.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's also on the Chris Gethard show now. Um <laughs> So, you know, you might recognize him from that. Um, he was also in... Uh, the movie about improv.
0: Oh, that one that was you know? only kind of advertised. Yeah. yeah.
1: He was really great in it. i was, really, was a good movie. He was really, really, good in it. It was, yeah,
0: it was good. Anyway.
1: <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm not I'm not an improv person, so I'm like probably not the right audience, but he did a great job in it. Oh, he has a
0: pretty good comedy um, album too, by the way. Just it's, yeah, it's a pretty good CD So, okay.
1: so anyway. Chris Guthrie is this like um punk rock puppy dog. <laughs> he is so jersey, so I'm like, you know, automatically endeared to him. Yeah. But basically people call in, they're anonymous, and they talk for him. They talk to him for an hour. And Initially, he thought it was going to be just like funny and people prank calling. And that's why it's on Earwolf, which is a comedy network. But it, it mm-hmm. actually turned out to be w- way deeper than that. Um, and recently, he's gotten some very, very, very uh, moving calls. I think one of the ones that stands out most in recent memory is a mother called while in the waiting room while her her child was getting surgery um oh. because the child has cancer.
3: Wow. Um
1: and it was it's called Love is All Around Us, I believe, the episode, um and it is one of the most moving pieces of audio I've ever heard. And this show has no editing. Yeah. But Chris Gethard is an amazing host and it's gone to some really interesting places recently. Not every episode is a heartbreaker. Um some of them are really fucking hilarious. But I think that, you know, over the years he's gotten Better and better as a host, and it's brought in. It's brought in.
0: <laughs> it has. It has brought.
1: It has brought. It's
0: it has brought, brought wasted.
1: Um, <laughs> it's brought wasted. It's brought us some of the um, most interesting and sort of like anthropologically novel, I guess, um, conversations I've heard recently.
0: I w- what's frustrating is earwolf has paywalled most early episodes of
1: It's paywalled everything older than 6 months.
0: Which fine we have we'll have a whole episode where we talk about paywalling and different monetization yeah. stuff. So I won't I get into sure that right will. now. But the thing that really <laughs> the thing that pisses me off here is I was going to recommend there's if I had to do a top 50 podcast episodes of podcasts probably or maybe even top 20 like Point being, there are three episodes, three or four episodes of Beautiful Stories from Renata's people that got a real emotional reaction from me, and yeah. I still think about them occasionally. The problem is, er, the, from my perspective, the first year of Beautiful Stories, there's those four amazing ones, and then there's just a bunch of, hey, uh, Chris Heather yeah, Chris Gether, what's going on? Fucking, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Which is why
1: I think you should get back into it. Um, it's,
0: I'm, it's better now.
1: <laughs> it It is. And I think that, again, because it's so popular, they can really curate the callers. Yeah. So
0: it's
3: it,
1: rare that you find an episode that's just like, okay.
3: <laughs> like,
0: most
1: of them are really amazing. There
0: was an episode where a guy called in and it felt like it was going to be okay. And it turned out he was on break from work in his truck.
1: Oh, Ron Paul's baby.
0: Is that the very first one where he gets talking Yeah, a, he, Ron Paul's baby. Yeah, where he talked himself yeah. <laughs> into quitting.
1: Yeah. Okay, so the reason that this... One of the reasons that the show got po- so popular... is Actually, because that on one's the not paywall. It's not, because it's one of the favorites. Um, the fans got to choose, I think, five to ten favorites that would never be paywalled, and that's one of them, because Ron Paul's baby, as he's known... It, listen to the episode for yeah. context. But yeah. he's made appearances every year on the anniversary of the first Aww. episode.
0: That's great. Yes.
1: So, the thing with Ron Paul's baby is that in the first episode of Beautiful Anonymous, it starts with him on break at work. And then by the end of the episode, Chris Gethard has convinced him to quit his job. And he does.
0: He's also like, there's this great punk scene where you're at. You should be going listening to music live, man. Yeah. You should be going to do this. Like,
1: yeah. He basically
0: talks him into having a fruitful life.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And. It was so fucking bonkers that it got featured on This American Life and all over the place. It's a great episode, and it's really yeah, it's really exciting to see where Ron Paul's baby is. You know, every every year, um, because yeah. he's had some exciting life changes. I'm I'm proud of Ron Paul's baby. Anyway, beautiful anonymous. It's got oh, a lot There's also
0: <laughs> one episode oh, where he breaks the anonymity because the story impacts him so hard. the The woman who was living out of her car.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I won't, I
0: won't say anything else about it. But that episode is yeah. fucking brilliant.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a really, it's a really beautiful podcast that I, I. It's one of those shows that I recommend to basically anyone because I think it's one of those shows that almost anybody could find really enjoyable. I, it, I'm hard pressed to think of somebody who wouldn't like Beautiful Anonymous.
0: Yeah. Also, Chris is a funny fuck, so that's cool. Yeah. All right. I have a podcast to recommend to you. That is one fucking episode.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Actually, you've heard this show before, I think. Today, my second recommendation is a podcast called Going Lowbrow.
1: I haven't heard it yet. You
0: haven't I've listened yet. I've been I
1: haven't okay. listened yet. All
0: right, well, Tell that's me great. all about it. So, Going Lowbrow is fucking, it's frustrating on a behind-the-scenes level, but Going Lowbrow is a self-described gay screwball comedy.
3: That's
1: that's everything I love.
0: Yeah, it's set in <laughs> it's set in this fictitious medieval castle slash the town around the t- castle. Long story short, the peasants have revolted. They're revolting huh? and have killed the king. The queen and the prince of this generic uh, royal family have fled into a rented house in the peasants' part of the city. To that seems hide like a out. really
1: bad idea.
0: Well, the her the queen mother's theory or the queen, I guess the queen mother, would be the queen's mother. The queen's theory, and she's a giant fucking idiot, is that <laughs> if you wait it these things blow over. Uh oh, so they're just going to they're going to pretend to be peasants for a few days and then the peasants will be like, "Why is no one ruling us?" and then they will be rulers again. Right. The the prince obviously is like, "This is not a good plan." But they, it's just, it's a big, okay, did you ever watch, uh, what was the show, A Bit of Fry and Laurie with Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie when they were super young and like doing weird ass sketches all the time?
1: Yeah, a little bit, a little bit.
0: It's it's basically everything about British comedy from that Monty Python bit of Fry and Laurie like in the eighties, boiled yeah. Dad's Army like it's all it's a British show and it is so fucking British in its comedy. I can't really explain it beyond just referencing other things.
1: Oh, it's like 80s British comedy, but instead of being homophobic, it's about the gays. It is about the gays.
0: I mean, the first episode is not that gay. It's a little gay, uh, <laughs> but you can see where the, the gay is on the horizon. So the prince, <laughs> the, the gay is coming.
2: Are you,
1: are you talking about my teen years?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Band name, gay on the horizon. So the, the prince <laughs> is trying to wreck it. Like he's he's a very he's not smart either (laughs) like he makes really stupid comments and he everything he says comes to bite him in the ass immediately like karma is real and happens immediately in this podcast like he'll make a comment about something being disgusting and then it turns out he's talking to that person who is doing the disgusting thing but it turns out the leader of the revolt is also this cute guy that he now has to work with because they construct this huge lie that in no way will pay off well. <laughs> and that huge lie ends up with the prince has to teach the, the really cute re- rebel how to hunt down and find and kill the prince. Because they oh don't know God. what the prince looks like.
1: <laughs> I'm so here for this.
0: And there are like three songs in the first episode because it's also a musical. Yes yeah it we are we are it it is it is frustrating as hell because there's only one episode it's been like 25 days since the last episode Uh, and the only place you can find anything about it is a tumblr they made that posted twice on the same day and then never again uh, and their website goinglowbrow.com they have no twitter no real facebook if you click the patreon link on their front page it goes to a coming soon page on their website
1: please don't do this to me.
0: I was uh, I was complaining about this to some fellow writers earlier, and it is not a it is not a reason to not recommend the show because fuck me, it is quality. But it it pains me. I don't have a l- I can't get a grappling hook on this bitch and just hold on because <laughs> if they ghost, like if this was just a flash in the pan thing, we will never know. There will never it, be a if, reason given.
3: If
1: limetown and eos 10 can return from the dead i this, believe in this
0: one i believe have, in it they have custom art in two different art styles on their website by the way if you go to goinglowbrow.com, there are two there's a depiction of the two characters i was talking about shirtless so like if muscular shirtless dudes is not something you should be looking at at work just fucking fyi <laughs> there's two different pieces of custom art on their website and it's a decently built website that they're paying real money for so like they're doing some things right it's just it's not even that they're doing anything wrong it's just so different like they rolled out this show so oddly the only reason i know about it and i think the only reason you know about it, is because matt suggested it on twitter like three weeks ago if i'm remembering yeah correctly.
1: Matt yeah yeah
0: so going lowbrow, it's one episode. It's like half an hour. It's funny as fuck. I really hope they make more.
1: Yeah, it sounds incredible. Um, Gavin, I actually have one more recommendation for you. Oh my. Yeah. Um, did you ever watch the the Coen Brothers movie, um, The Hudsucker Proxy? Ah shit. Kind of a kind of a weird deep dive.
0: Nah, you hit the one I want to see, but I haven't yet. <laughs>
1: Oh, it's really good. So, for people who um, who haven't seen it, it is about these toy makers. It's kind of like the producers, where like they want they want an idea that's going to be terrible, so it'll tank their business. So then they get the funds from that because of how Insurance. capitalism works, right? Yeah. Um, so what they do is they find this guy, and and his whole pitch for a toy is he just draws a circle on a piece of paper, holds it up, and his pitch is. You know, for kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And, like, he doesn't understand how he could ever possibly explain more than that. So they go with his idea because it seems like nothing. And it turns out to be the hula hoop. So, Gavin, yes. um, imagine it's, like, 1958. The hula hoop has just been invented. And wow. this podcast is is actually right exactly. So this podcast is <laughs> it's an it's an anthology series. Um, <laughs> it's an anthology series about how um, people's lives lives have been touched by you know the hula hoop and and each one follows a different person. Um, and it's <laughs> it's almost like magical realism. You know, because of just how, because of just how, how much their lives have been touched. And each one tells this like really beautiful moving story. And it's called the big hoop.
0: (laughs) You're just trying to make it so that Paul Bay does not talk to us anymore. I just want to get that out there right now. I, Did you
1: realize I was not actually giving <laughs> you a recommendation?
0: Pretty early on. I
3: tried on. so hard. I tried so hard.
0: But also was having fun playing along. Oh, God. <laughs> now he knows about the whack tapes and this. <laughs> uh. The big hoop. The big hoop.
1: Okay, Gavin, it's your turn.
0: Actually, can I offer a can I offer a uh uh a first ever for tuned in dialed up a alternate title for that? Yes. So I want to take that producers angle and they make the square hula hoop. Uh huh. And it and it deals with the stories of the people who are obviously injured by trying to use a fucking square hula hoop. And I already we'll call hate this. It, Come on. Or it's going to be about an investigator who goes around taking all these insurance claims and figuring out like it's still an ensemble thing. Uh, uh-huh. It's called Touch by an Angle. <laughs> that was a fucking freebie for you. <laughs> Go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Go to jail and stay there. And stay there. <laughs> all right. Well, OK. So, Will, I got a podcast air quotes for you. Oh. <sighs> So I want to recommend – this one's going to be kind of a – I feel like this would be a great movie that was made in the late 80s, early 90s where, like, we could still have fucking fun with music movies.
1: Okay. So we're going to take a – But that's a podcast.
0: We're going to take a a cool, quirky alt-rock band from New York. They're going to – like, they don't make any songs that are over three minutes. Like, there's a lot of really short stuff in their catalog because they just make some weird shit this band is going to be transported to a fantasy world where magic is real and there are all these different okay. species and uh, th- it, they, they get transported to this kingdom that was in the middle of a century of peace until these giant flying monsters that are colored yellow and blacks attack and they, <laughs> they mm-hmm. ravage the land. Mm-hmm. So it's up to these four bards because they obviously assume the role of bards as their musicians, uh-huh. they find their music can uh, can kill these things if they play, if they play, if they rock hard enough and close enough to these huge things. I call this actual play podcast. It will probably be in Pathfinder or maybe you know, I don't know what what we'll use, but this oh, podcast so it's an
2: actual
1: play now. Okay, I, I, okay.
0: I, I, I wanted to involve players because um, I want to call it "They Fight Bee Giants." <laughs>
3: I would listen to it
0: I think that's the best response I want it I'm here for it
1: I like that the title is also the entire plot It's just all summarized right there
0: Bam Oh Hey Gimlet, if you're listening, <laughs> we'll, take, we'll take your money.
2: Uh huh.
1: Uh
3: huh.
0: We'll, we'll kick Sandra into the dirt.
3: <laughs> oh.
0: Uh, well, now that uh, once again, now that we've pissed off several people we <laughs> like, how about we get to the fun, the the fun outro where we plug ourselves? So, Will, where can people find you?
1: People can find me at at Will W writes, That's W I L W underscore rights on Twitter. You can also find my reviews at willwilliams.reviews. dot reviews. That's Will with one L. Um, yeah. Gavin, where can people find you?
0: People can find me on Twitter at the pod report T H E P O D R E P O R T where I write about podcasts, podcasting and piss off major uh, podcast producers probably. Thepodreport.wordpress.com because I can't afford a real website like a like an adult. And I want to take this moment to thank the other, the third I don't want to say the third wheel, yes. because that's a bad thing. The third pole holding up the tent of tuned in Dalda. I don't this metaphor sucks. The other person who is not on mic but is amazing and keeps this show running is Austin. Yes. At Pigeon Science, P-I-G-E-O-N-S-C-I-E-N-C-E on Twitter. Austin is amazing and, vol- and does volunteer transcript work. And all of episode three was done by Austin. It's just, it's insane. Yeah. They, thank you so Austin, much, Austin. Y- you are a robot. You're typing this faster than I can think of the rest of the sentence, probably. <laughs> <Ugh>.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you so much.
0: Well, well, I think that's a good place to end it.
1: Sounds good to me, Gavin. I'll talk to you soon.
0: All righty. Bye. Bye.